Welcome to the Mobile Home Park Minute. I'm your host, Tyson Cross, and in this show, we explore all things mobile home park investing. From just getting started and trying to figure things out to the latest news and changes in the affordable housing sector and everything in between. I hope this inspires you to be a more thoughtful, intentional, and successful investor in this space. So thanks for listening, and let's get into today's show. All right, so today I want to talk about a phone call I had yesterday with somebody who reached out to me because of the podcast, had listened to the podcast, and wanted to chat about uh, this first part that he has in contract. And by the way, guys, I'd love to connect with you. So I really encourage you, if you have a question, you want to chat uh, about something mobile home park related, or you just want to run through a deal that you have, or do maybe just talk about you know some of the things you're thinking of, I, I encourage you to reach out. You can go to my website. It's tysondcross.com. And there's actually a link where you can schedule a call. And so go and do it. I'd love to connect with you guys. Also on LinkedIn, I've had some people reach out to me there as well. Uh, And so anyway, I connected with this investor. He's in the southeast part of the country. And their first park that he and his brothers have in contract, uh, it's a smaller park. It's under 30 spaces. But it has all homes owned by the park or the park owner. So all of the homes are coming with the park as rentals. And his question was, I think he had a couple different parts to it, but number one was, you know, in a market that they are or where they are, there's no other parks that have tenant owned homes. So all of those parks are being operated as rentals or park owned home rental parks. And so his question was, how do we know First of all, how do we convert those residents over to tenant-owned homes, meaning how do we sell those homes back? And then the second part was, you know, in a market where there's no comps, we can't go out and find what the market rent is for lot rent, how do we set the rent? And you know, how do we how do we do that from a strategy standpoint? And so there's a couple pieces of inform, you know, a couple things that I told him. First of all, if you go back and listen to some earlier stuff I've talked about, there's really two ways of looking at park, the park um, investment business. I guess two schools of thoughts rather. And one is that there's there's a, a certain group of investors that love owning the homes. You can generate, in their opinion, higher rent for the homes, thus make more cash flow or more revenue uh, or more profit. And then the other camp is the one that believes owning the homes is not a good thing and you want to only own the the land or the park and and lease the home or lease the the lot back to the the homeowner and so there's kind of two schools of thought you know because of the interest in parks and, and the competitive nature i think that it's going to take a savvy investor to, to start to make some money on a lot of these deals and no longer is it easy to go find a park that's all tenant-owned homes and expect to pay a really high cap rate. I think parks that have all tenant-owned homes generally are given a premium on a cap rate basis for the for that. But anyway, so he asked me the question, and in our park, one of our parks in Kansas, we converted 19 park-owned homes into uh, resident-owned homes. I think we have like one left or two. And the way that we did that was we didn't kick anybody out, 
we simply went to them. Uh, we, we wrote a letter, but we communicated directly to them and said, hey, we'd like to offer you the ability to own your home. How do we do that? Well, we did what's called a rent-to-own program. And what that looks like is you, you set a price for the home and then you break it out over a certain amount of payments, whatever length of time that you're willing to accept payments for that. And, and the payment has to make sense for the resident. And so in, in a lot of cases, what we would do is we'd say, okay, we'll sell you this home for $8,000. We'll use your deposit that we already have as your down payment. And what would you, what can you afford? Now, typically, if these people were renting their home, chances are they're going to be paying a higher rent anyway than the lot renters. So, for example, you might have lot rent at two fifty, but the rentals, the people that are renting the home, are paying five fifty. Okay, so they're already paying more, and so the way to do it, or, or the way to make it easy for them, is let's say you've got a, a home that's being charged five fifty. And you communicate, hey, we'd like to sell you your home. Are you interested? Yeah, we would. The easy way to do that is to go back, look at the other lot renters, <clears throat> set the lot rent there. In in the example I just gave, it's two fifty, and then the three hundred different, the three hundred dollar difference becomes your rent to own credit portion. Okay, and once you you know so divide three hundred uh, into eight thousand minus your down payment. And that will give you the number of down pay, or excuse me, number of monthly payments that it will take to pay this home off. Okay, so understand the rent to own program is not using interest. It is not a sale. Uh, there's no note. What we do is we put a contract in place that says rent to own program, and each time you pay your monthly rent, as long as you pay it on time and and don't miss a payment, then you are in good standing. And each monthly payment goes towards your your uh, rent credit or your overall payment. And so at the end of, let's call it whatever it is, 36 payments, we will then deed the home over to you and your, your rent now goes to 250 or whatever that lot rent is currently. So understand it becomes two separate payments, okay? So let's say you take the 550, now you're breaking it up into two different things. You have a lot lease agreement, okay, for 250 or a rental agreement and then you have a rent to own program contract for 300. So that, that never changes. The, the rental agreement, that rent can change, right? Maybe next year you raise rents to 260. Well, that's gonna, that's gonna be separate of the rent to own program. So that's the first thing that we do. And you'd be surprised at how many people are, are interested in owning their home. I think when given the chance, most people would prefer to own their home. And that's a fantastic way to do it. For some people who maybe never had the chance or opportunity or thought that they would own a home, this is a great way to do it because it gives them the flexibility. It doesn't affect or make any difference into what they're already paying a lot of times. And, and at the end of this, it's a win-win, right? Because now they maintain their home, hopefully, on the inside. And now in their lot rent go, or their, their payment will go down. And now you have a lot renter which is looked upon more favorably, generally speaking. I'm talking about evaluation. So if you're talking about exit, um, it's looked at a little bit more favorably and you don't have to maintain that home. So it's a great, great, great strategy. And so this caller um, you know, asked me, 
okay, that makes sense. But again, I'm in a market where I don't know what the lot rent is. We don't have any other parks where I can go drive and, and, and really see what comps are. So I said, okay, well, let's look at the average apartment rent. And what I would do is I would do a thorough uh, rent study for the apartments in the area. And I'd look at two and three bedrooms because that's generally what you see in your mobile home. Uh, your mobile homes is two and three bedrooms. So go ahead and do a, a pretty thorough apartment rent survey. Get an idea of what the average rents are. And let's just say, you know, in, in that market, there's $750 for two bedrooms and uh, $1,000 for three bedrooms. Well, we can comfortably say, um, as long as we're below halfway on those rents, depending on the type of unit, we're going to be okay. Meaning, we're going to have demand because we're still going to be the most affordable option. So, in this particular case, all of his residents were paying $400 for rent, okay? So that's pretty significantly lower than the, let's say, seven to $700 to $1,000 range. And so you could do a couple things. One, you could say, hey, we're, we're interested in converting over all of uh, your homes into resident-owned homes. If you're interested, let us know. Um, one of two options, you have the ability to do one of two options. We're going to do a rent increase to 450 or if you'd like to purchase your home on the rent to own program you can do 420 you know we'll, we'll give you a discount um, so your total rent will be 425 and then make the lot rent you know call it 250 260 270 somewhere in there that makes sense and then take that remainder and, and apply it as a rent to own program so for example, you can say, hey, we're gonna go 450, unless you'd like to rent to own your home, and that'll be a total of 425. Your new lot rent will be 250, and your home rent to own home payment will be 175. And if you make, you know, again, I'd have to look at that market, but I'm guessing homes are somewhere between five and seven grand. Uh, I think they, were, they weren't super old homes, but they weren't new homes either. You're going to give these people a discount because the reality is that the, you're not doing it for the income per se. You're doing it, number one, to allow them to buy their home and, and take ownership of that, aka maintain it. And it allows you to free up you know, repair and maintenance costs and oversight and a bunch of other things. So it's a win-win. So you're probably going to give them a, a bit of a discount as if you were going to sell it on the market. But again, you're taking that difference, right? So let's say 425 Lot rent is now 250. We do a separate rental agreement for that. The remainder is 175. You make that, uh, you know, whatever that payment is equals that total amount that we agree on for a sales price, and that becomes the new rent to own credit, a rent to own agreement. Okay. So essentially, as long as you're staying below, kind of the middle range of, of or halfway point for the the average apartment rent. I mean, you're gonna be fine. You're gonna be okay. Um, you know, keep in mind the total payment affects the, uh, somebody. If they've been paying 400 for a couple years, you, you're not gonna go in and say, hey, the new lot rent's 300, now I want 300 a month extra for a rent to own. Nobody's gonna take you up on that. Okay, so if you wanna convert these to rent to own, it needs to be, it needs to work for these people. And that's why I say, hey, maybe you can say, we're gonna raise rent to 450, but unless you'd like to rent to own, we'll go to 425. Most people would probably take you up on that. And so those were really the two items there. Again, 
you know, I, I think it really just depends on your business model. In his particular situation, his brother was going to work hands-on and be the manager in that park. And I told him, I said, look, you don't have to convert these to rent-to-own uh, or tenant-owned homes right away. Don't think you need to go in there and do this day one. In fact, I would almost operate this park for the first six months to a year and see how this works for you. It may be better for you to operate as a park, uh, you know, a park rental business. I don't think that's the case, but he has, they have the ability to do that and, and they're in a, you know, they're not in a bad position. And so that's what I say. I don't, I would say don't feel like you have to rush that. It's really dependent on your park, your business model, your strategy. Hey, are you located clear, uh, close by? Are you going to be managing the property? And then lastly, it really depends on the condition of these homes. And I, I told him, I just said, look, you're gonna be surprised. You will probably spend more money than you anticipated on these homes because um, the reality is you just, there's always more to spend on these park-owned homes than, than, you really, uh, than you really think. So knowing that is just is a big key to how you would approach that situation. Hey, thanks for listening. If you liked today's episode, please share with a friend. And if you're feeling extra generous, go ahead and leave us a review. Also, check out more info at TysonDCross.com. And you can find me on LinkedIn as well. Take care.